0: edition of garage talk and me garage guy joined with dale tanhart and today's guest on garage talk uh the next driver stepping into the arena is going to be josh barry driver of the number eight junior motorsports uh xfinity uh camaro man himself in the playoffs last year it was was a hell of a ride last year we got to meet josh in las vegas uh won a lot of money on josh dale <laughs> told the world that Josh was gonna win. Josh knew in his heart and mind he was gonna win, and he did. So that was kind of the big triumph of, of last year for us here at Garage Guys. But Josh, thanks so much for being on the show. And uh and, and I see you you're looking really nice today. You've got your Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers hat on, feeling good. Yeah. They went eleven and two. You should feel proud about that, even though they didn't make it to the Natty, but that's okay. Chase Elliott should have a fun time with that one this year, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, thank you guys for having me. Uh, no Vegas. No, I remember Vegas well. Uh, that was exciting. <laughs> exciting. I know it was exciting for you guys, I guess, but that was that was a pretty cool moment for me too. I thought that was funny, and uh, you know it it was a it was a bold pick, man. We didn't we didn't have a lot of speed and practice and qualifying, but when it came down to count, we were there.
2: Well, I had. It's funny because the year before, and when you were in the one car uh, part time or whatever, you had won Vegas, right? And you had been good at the mile and a half, and then you came back, and I bet you at Charlotte to win that race too. And you were kind of an, a big underdog that weekend as well. So I kind of, I kind of went at this mindset of Josh Berry on the mile and a half. For some reason, it's always going to be a little undervalued. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride it, and, and it worked out. And it was really cool the way you won that race was crazy. Like, did you think that when you hit the wall with a handful of laps to go that you were killed or you're going to lose a tire? Like, what was your mindset? when that big deal happened with just 30 to go I think
1: yeah it was um you know we were just racing like crazy on the restart obviously a lot on the line there for for all of us that was in that moment and and I kind of, kind of barely got looking to the outside of AJ and we kind of ran out of room really it was in my in my eyes it was really more my fault than anything I probably was a little being being a little overzealous there with the amount of space I had and um you know the yeah I got the, got the wall pretty good. And, uh, I remember, you know, like each corner after that, you're just, you know, the first corner after you hit the wall, you're like, oh, this is going to be it. And then, you know, it makes it through that corner. And then you go, go to the next one, you go to the next one and you're, you start going down like, all right, maybe it's going to be all right. And, uh, you know what, but then, you know, so we, uh, kind of shook that off and, and focused in there. And then when we got back down to like under 10 to go, I'm like, oh man, it's something rubbing, You know, you start thinking about it, but, uh, you know, like, like I said, after the race, there was a lot on the line and. And you just gotta
0: keep your foot in it. Yeah, man. Love how, that. You how, did a great job of it. Yeah. How many times do you think that you you might psych yourself out in the car? Like, you know how like you always like you get in like you, you're in a good situation. You're like, okay, just think good thoughts, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have you like had like struggles like psyching yourself out, like thinking like something's going wrong when it's actually not because you're just like in such a
1: great spot. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, that's something that we as drivers work on all the time, right? I think in any kind of professional sports, you see that, um, the mental aspect of it and, and building that up and like I said, staying positive and trying not to overthink the situation. I think it's, you know, it's a huge part of being a race car driver. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in the emotions of just, uh, the race itself, you know, how your car's driving, uh, bad pit stop, maybe, you know, altercation on the track. You know anything like that can easily kind of deteriorate your race if you're not you know you get so not staying focused. So it's definitely something you try to think of. You know, like like Vegas. You know, hitting the wall like that. Obviously, I mean, yeah, for sure. There's no way you're not going to think about losing a tire or something the next couple laps because you're like, man, I just threw this away. You know, but you just kind of have to just try to you know, uh, re- reset and and think on, you know, get your mind back right and, you know, try to finish finish the job at hand, which was the last, you know, 25, 30 laps that race.
2: So you had an awesome season, as we've kind of reiterated. Uh, but I want to talk about your off season. What has been going on for Josh Berry in the offseason, getting ready for 2023? Uh, I see you've got the Volunteers hat. We are big football guys. I went to an SEC school, so uh, it wasn't Tennessee. But I did respect how good Tennessee was this year hate how it ended but uh football other sports you've been watching or what activities you've been up to just to get your mind off of racing i guess
1: yeah so really from on um i spent the few weeks after phoenix uh racing a little bit racing our our late model car um went to uh florence and got to go along with florence uh with dale jr there and, and be a part of that effort and then I raced the next weekend at Southern National. It's a big 50,000 to win late model stock race. I, I was able to win that right after Thanksgiving and then went and did the Snowball Derby, uh, which was fun, fun experience. That was, uh, you know, I've only done that race. That was my second time doing it. And then, uh, you know, really after that, that was it for the for the racing. And um, so try to, you know, December for us, I think is a little bit laid back um you know still doing still training and whatnot a, a decent amount during december but a little bit of time off there time to regroup a little bit spend some time with the family obviously with the holidays and then you know once january rolls around it's it's full steam ahead you know at this point we're you know really we're training you know minimum five five days a week probably uh doing some carding do, doing different stuff like that trying to get back in the in the groove before the season starts Love and that. Racing don't stop. Get yeah to get your mind <laughs> off racing. You do more
2: racing with racing. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. It's I mean it's hard. I mean the reality of it is is it's just so competitive that you know everybody's constantly you know trying to get better and you know for me I mean I've raced my whole life right I started when I was eight years old even when I was a kid I had a conversation in an, in another interview a couple a couple days ago about this you know when I was when I was eight you know, 10, 12 years old, I, um, you know, I never, I didn't really play sports or do anything like when I, you know, I went to school and I would come home from school and work on my go-kart or work on, you know, work on my legend car or whatever I was racing at that, that moment. Um, you know, obviously, you know, my dad was a big part of that and getting me going and helping that, but, you know, I was always involved in that and, you know, really, um, even when I stepped into, when I moved to North Carolina and started racing for Dale, um, you know, that kind of continued on, you know, being really hands-on in, in our, in our program with the late model car. So, um, you know, I don't really, somebody asked me that, like, do you have a whole lot of hobbies? I'm like, not really, you know, race and do different stuff, obviously watch sports and everything like that. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I wish I could say, oh man, I'm a hell of a golfer, but I'm not, I'm not really bad <laughs> athletic at all. I, I can <laughs> resonate put, with put. that. But putt putt golf, you good at putt putt golf? Yeah, I I mean, yeah, decent. You know, I can I can hold my own, I guess, on that. I don't think I'll I'm challenge go on, you. Yeah, no, no.
0: I'll challenge you to some putt putt in Daytona. Yeah, <laughs> there you we'll go. Do it. <laughs> we'll have a good time. I love that. But no, that's good stuff, man. And, I mean, it kind of leads me into something that I wanted to talk with you about, like really kind of you know taking the time to study your career. Um, you you, you kind of popped onto the scene, and it seemed like for the mainstream, you know, NASCAR fans and stuff. You you'd come out of, of of running with Junior, doing a lot of just, you know, late model stuff and then coming into the Xfinity series like on a whim and like for us I was like, okay, this this guy right here, this is grassroots. Like this is like the 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 come up story of like the century, you know. Where were you at like before you met Junior like, you know, what your your age was. And how old are you again? 32. 32. So this happened a little bit later than for like what most people maybe in today's time would start their career, except for like, you know, if you go back to the Winston series, it's pretty normal. But, you know, looking at this now is like, what were some of the things that like you pushed, like had to push through before you met junior? Like where, where were you at with it? Cause it seems like you have that ethic where you just want to race all the time. So I'm sure that's been the, the blueprint for everything that you've got to this moment.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of going way back, like I said, I started for my eighth birthday, I got a go kart, and, and me and my dad, you know, my family, we were in middle Tennessee kind of started dinking around that. Um, you know, we don't, I guess, you know, we didn't come from, you know, very wealthy family. You know, we had to work really hard to create the opportunities and, and just to to race at all. Right. Like that was all we did as a family, you know, from when, um, when I was eight, like I said, we never went on vacations or anything anymore. Right. Like my dad was like, look, if we're going to race, we're going to race, but you know, we're not going to go on vacations. We're not going to do this. This is what, you know, the means that to make it happen, you know, how we're going to do it. And, and like I said, we, we did that for a while. I raced, um, you know, go karts for a couple of years and we got a little four cylinder car. I raced that, um, at the national fairgrounds and, and they got a legend car I Raced that, you know, we had some great people that, stepped in and helped kind of the financial side of it thing to help, uh, help us going, you know, but you know, each one of those I spent years in, right. Like my trajectory has always been slow, I guess, compared to some of what you see now. And, um, but that was just what we could afford. Right. And, um, yeah, I raced legend cars, I think for probably three or four years. And, you know, this is probably, you know, I'm sure you guys are aware of this story, but, yeah, around that time, sim racing was really kind of starting to, you know, it was in the infancy stage of really kind of taking off. And um, yeah, I got involved in that a lot. Um, you yeah, know, I was probably 16, 17 years old, and maybe at that point, probably maybe a little bit younger than that when I first really started. But you know, when I started getting more into it and competitive, um, was at that point, and then i came around and and all that time, um, you know, somewhere in there, right? Like I met Dale through his, you know, obviously he's, that's something that he's very passionate about is, is sim racing. And, um, you know, I met him in there and struck up a friendship with him and, you know, that's really what led to all this, you know, years and years later, I guess. Um, you know, we got to know each other a little bit, you know, he asked what I raced, what I did, you know, got to know me a little bit and kind of, you know, just the timing of it worked out for me that he's like, Hey, why don't you come test my late model car? And I'm like, what right like this is <laughs> I don't even I mean I, I would guess we were probably on like instant messenger right like, or something Yeah, like, that. You're like I don't AOL. Know his phone number at that point or nothing right like that he's like yeah. and I'm like is this real and uh so so yeah I um you know that got I come over and met met with them and Kelly and, and and everybody at Junior Motorsports and we went to Motor Mile Speedway in Virginia and tested uh the test went really well that was my first time ever in a stock car and it went well enough that I got an opportunity to race a couple times and 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 those went you know pretty well. Like I said, it was first first race um, in a stock car and you know everything, everything went okay. and um, you know at this time this the bank that's where the bank teller story comes into it, right? Because at the time I'm actually like in high school, I actually got like a a little part-time job as a bank teller. So I quit that job and and moved to North Carolina and went to work in at Junior Motorsports in 2010. And I was, um, you know, this is like I so said, this is 2010. So this is a while back, right? Like, and don't I don't feel uh, like
0: it. I graduated high school in 2010, so it makes <laughs> feel,
1: me feel yeah, like I'm. Well, just I was like, 2009, man. so I'm, I'm <laughs> just slightly ahead of you. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I started literally. I worked at junior Motorsports and I washed parts. I wa- I power washed the cars after the races. I drove the pit practice car and washed the wheels and glued the lug nuts for the pit crew to come in and practice in the evenings. Um, you know, started really at the bottom and, and, but, and then worked on the late model car and, and raced it on the weekend. So it was, uh, you know, how we get here, right. That's, that's just kind of the first half of it. Right. I guess. Yeah. And, um, if I'm too, I'm kind of can tend to be long-winded. So if y'all need to No, no, you're fine. No, it's the, the main (laughs) thing is um,
0: I just personally, I love the come up stories. Like that's the, that's the beauty in all of it is just like what it takes to be successful. Like that's so no, everything you're saying here, like I actually learned today. So like you were sim racing, like did you kind of stop doing any type of like legend racing or whatever, when you were big in the sim spot?
1: No, but I guess you know, I think I took to it. I feel like I took to it a lot because um, you know, really it was a cheap way to to race, right? like yeah. we were I guess I kind of you know at that point when we're you know I'm gosh, I'm you know, like I said, eighteen, let's say I'm eighteen years old and graduating high school, um trying to decide like, am I going to go to college like you know, I'm working at a bank do I, do I want to do that? like what do I want? and I remember there was a lot I really and we were kind of tapped out financially really towards the end of just what we could do race and wise right so i think you know over the course of those years i kind of just took to the the sim racing side and enjoyed it and that was kind of where i you know i guess started that hobby it was just it was kind of a way to race and it's you know it's still a way to race right like you know and it's it's relatively inexpensive compared to what it is to build and run your own race car Race this team. man
0: right here knows
1: yeah yeah, yeah i saw old. i saw his uh yeah, I saw the uh, couple of the videos already. Yeah, <laughs> so you yeah. might got back off on the on the wrecking the people. You might you might be in the penalty box. Yes, so, he's, I mean, he's not on your side. I have no I talent. I
2: have no talent, so like I have to have. I have to just be a menace at that point. You know, it like,
1: takes it takes time. You'll get better. Oh man, it takes so better. much
2: time. That's what's so hard about it. We talked about sim racing with uh, Anthony Alfredo, who's obviously big in that field too. And it, I just the respect i have for you guys like not even as like a race car driver but as a sim as a as a pro in i racing it is so freaking difficult man I, I i just can't imagine having even like a 5500 i rating you know like i don't even know what your i rating what is your i rating by the way you- Uh gosh I, it's
1: somewhere around that i think 5 i can't remember it's i can't remember the exact number but it's somewhere around that but i remember i mean it it uh gosh i think it topped out i got close to now during covid i got pretty good again see i you know really when i started um you know sim racing i was a part of what the original you know what is now the uh you know the coca-cola series right i was a part of the original you know the first rendition of that you know 10 or 12 years ago and you know i remember it paid like ten thousand to be the champion and we were like hell yeah this is awesome you know yeah uh, that's a lot of ramen
0: noodles bro (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, now it's a lot, now it's a lot, a lot more than that, but, um, yeah, so, you know, I took, did that, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and just kind of got to the point where it's like, well, I mean, obviously, I'm starting to race more and more, I'm racing the late model car all the time, and it's just hard to balance the time, it takes a lot of time to be really good, and, you know, you got to be able to value that, um, with your, you know, your life, and your job, and your family, and all that stuff, so, I slowed down and it's more of a hobby now, like I was saying during now, during COVID, you know, when we were all just sitting here doing nothing, I got pretty good again. Uh, had, had a couple of good races in there, but it's, it's still fun to, to, to fun to use often. And, you know, like I said, as for even on a more serious note, you know, it's something that we use a lot, um, as a, as a training tool, even, you know, with my, my driver coaching and the program that I'm part of, we use iRacing all the time. So it's very useful.
2: Yeah, I when that was when I bought my rig, which you can call it a rig, but like I literally just take this wheel on and off all the time. But yeah. yeah, when COVID happened is when I got into it. And I that like I've been very aware of most of what's happening in the motorsports world throughout most of my life, but I was not i racing was one of the things I was not aware of how amazing it is. I mean, I feel like we take it for granted how much of a as you said, not just a hobby and a fun thing to do for people like me, but a tool for teams to literally simulate as close as possible to what you'll see, like with track conditions. And it's, it's just insane. Like it, it we really take it for granted. I feel like me and all the people that enjoy it, how amazing of a product it is. I mean, it blows my mind thinking about it.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely, know, it definitely is. And you know, I, it's like even to speak to what, um, you know, what Dale can say that he saw in me years ago, I think that, you know, he raced with me and and he would, you know, obviously this is a story that he can tell in his, in his own words better than me, but yeah, I know that I've heard him say that he feels like he picked up on things that I did on, on there that he felt like would translate me being into, a you know, a, being a good r- a real race car driver. So it's, uh yeah, it's definitely applicable, man. It's grown a ton. It's so, it's, it's really cool to see how much it's taken off and um you know the, I think the sky's the limit for that stuff for sure.
0: yeah. how many times yeah. did you beat him? does, does he uh, ever did did you ever ruffle yeah. his feathers? did you ever make him make him a little
1: little little perturbed? No, I don't think so Pro- I mean, I'm sure I have some somewhere along the way, but um you know he was he was pretty good in his day too. He was pretty, you know, he was pretty hardcore into that stuff, man. That was, uh, it's just a crazy story when I think about it and tell it, tell it over and over again. I feel like it's, it's crazy to do everything. You know, a lot of even, uh, you know, a lot of the opportunities I've got has just really kind of been about timing and sometimes you're just in the right place on the, at the right time. And, and that was another example of that. Well, what? I'm not,
0: I'm, I'm not I'll, a big eye racer at all, but I support Dale, but I will say this, um, I'm I'm working on singing the national anthem for Monday Night Racing coming up soon. Would you vouch for that?
1: Yeah, yeah, go ahead for sure.
0: All right, all right. So that's one. We've got one, Dale. So we've we're got one good. supporter. Dale's gonna win oh, that I'll, race.
2: I'll, I'll be a, I'll be supporter number two. Um, but yeah, on this, I feel like this is all connected. It seems like everything connects with like Dale Junior, right? Like whether it's sim racing, whether it's uh, getting your big shot outside of racing what is the relationship like with dale jr like obviously i've seen everybody has seen the kind of cool stuff he gets involved in and I, he used to have all the little fun like short track races outside of his house and seems like he was and might still be a big party guy i've seen him shotgun a beer i've seen you drink a few bud lights of victory lane like does you guys relationship go outside into like that kind of fun setting or is it just strictly business
1: i mean it's a little bit of both i mean we definitely are uh you know, good friends and, and talk pretty often, right, about all kinds of things, you know, I think that uh, we've both kind of, um, you know, we've, like I said, we've been doing this together for, you know, upwards of 10 or 12 years, right, so it's like our relationship has definitely evolved a lot, you know, now we both have kids, and now it's more like, you know, when we talk of it's something about the kids or whatever, yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny, um, you know, we definitely, I've had our times where we've drank some beer together, but um, you know, we I guess maybe maybe we've kept it a little you know business like. I don't know. Um, you know, he he called me actually. I talked to him this morning and he called me, he was telling me about the whole cars tour deal that he's a part of and doing that. So that's you know, he's kind of that's something he's been. That's been going on a while for a while in the background that he's kind of poking me and asking me little bits and pieces about it, obviously, because I was, you know, still pretty involved in that stuff. So no, it's been fun, man. Um, yeah, you know, I'm really, really thankful for Dale. I mean, he's done he's done a lot for me. I mean, it's been pretty obvious that that you know, that's worked out. But I think that um, you know, I'm thankful that he's, you know, really appreciated the the work and effort that I've that I put in on my side to make this all happen. Right. I think he really sees that and appreciates that. And, you know, when I first started, that was kind of what he told me. He's like, Hey, you know, you, you, if you put in the work and and you do the right things, you work hard, you show up on time, put in the effort. He's like, I'll try to make things happen to you happen for you. And, um, and, and, you know that's very you know that's even in today's age that's pretty hard uh, to make happen all the time so i think he stuck to his word pretty good
2: agreed agreed if you guys last unrelated question to racing well we'll have a few more i think but regarding dale jr at least let's say both you guys are 28 years old at the same time who could who could drink more beer in one night and, and survive that's 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 the kind of question that's the kind of insight the garage guy's family needs man
1: i don't that's a i would say probably him he's definitely i don't know I, he's 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 smart and he can drink some beer but you don't really notice it you know I, he's I, a frank the tank yeah yeah I feel well like that's that. noticeable
2: though frank the tank would be like <laughs> i feel like frank the tank is when you when you get a little too far
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might yeah. Be that's me. why i slowed
0: down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was, that was me on my end. I, I think it's, I it's a testament to what you talk about with you guys having kids. I have a seven-year-old son, so he's going on eight this year, which is nuts. So I, I totally get that part of it. When you, when you call your boys, when you have kids, it's a little, it's a little more straight lace, a little more scheduled by the calendar, how things have to flow out with the, you know, the wife and everything else. So I feel that, but yeah, back in, back in the day, I would have loved to have seen that because I know that. Dale seemed like an interesting guy music wise for me. Like he liked some, some really off the wall music that I love, which like was uh, my United States of whatever was one of them. What kind of music were you into growing up?
1: Man. Um, you yeah, know, really all kinds, I guess. I, you know, I know that's a terrible answer, but Big you know, CD guy. Yeah, I had, I had my, I had my share. Um, you know, obviously being from Tennessee, you listen, you hear and you're around a lot of country music, but yeah, I remember, um, you know, in school being a pretty big blink 182 fan. Okay. Uh, I rock out to some blink 182 um, uh, and, and similar bands like that. That was, uh, maybe a stage in my life where I acquired the the love for that kind of music. But, um, yeah, I really feel like I've, um, you know, you know, I think, um, you know my high school, right? Like Little Wayne, that was the he was okay. popping off. <laughs> dude, this this is crazy. <laughs> okay. that we're bonding the now. right there, buddy. I can I, I can uh, definitely recognize a lot of those songs.
0: All right, so, so yeah, the Carter three, like, obviously, guy. he's got to be number one, right? Yeah. Okay, beautiful. We do. We are on the same page. I love you know,
2: this. I gotta say, and this is this is probably an age gap thing. Carter three is amazing. I was in high school between 2010 and 2013, and that's about when Cardo Four came out. I think 2011, 2010. I like Cardo Four a little bit more, but they're both amazing. Yeah. But dude, Wayne was like made my high school experience so fun. And the Blink 182, I went through that stage as well. And I know Chase did. Like Blink is like my oh, shit.
0: Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah.
2: And now, and Josh, I don't know if you care about him anymore, but. They, they just got back together, and they're, like, touring. So I think that's so awesome. You know, it makes me, you know, brings me back a little bit.
1: Tom's yeah, back, too. too. It'll be interesting. Um, it's not going to be the same, though. No, no right. it probably won't.
0: <laughs> their voices. I think he pulled some up. And after you won in Vegas, he actually pulled up their new song when we were driving back to the hotel. So Dale was playing that for me. So, yeah, their voices were definitely a little bit off. It was okay. But- might might be worth a trip to the uh you know to to get a ticket to go to one of those concerts. I don't know, but I, I love to hear that. But uh, but yeah. So I guess from here, um, you know, you talked about being a bank teller. I think we haven't done a simulation in a long time, Josh. And we're big simulation guy. You're a big simulation guy yourself. You like to drive race cars. Dale does that. Well, this is going to be a different kind of simulation. This is going to be a simulation of what it was like for Josh Berry to be a bank teller. So I want you right now to just close your eyes and put yourself back in a position to where you're at a bank. A lot of people might know how to, you know, I race or, or things, but there might not be a lot of people that know how to be a banker. And we're going to go through a, just a situation where Dale is going to be a customer and you're going to be the teller. and And this is a situation where I'll kind of narrate us through it and I'll, I'll push us through this, this whole simulation, but we're going to be very insightful and informative for people that might want to become a bank teller. So they know how to handle certain situations. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, so you're, you're at work, you know, you just had a cup of coffee. You're feeling great. There's some Mariah Carey uh, is on the radio very lightly in the background. You know, you're counting the till Dale walks in.
1: It can be Christmas time too, because as soon like November first, it played Christmas music for like two months straight. So you were uh, by then, you were absolutely just.
2: I hear it right now. It's
1: really annoying. Even, yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah. All well, the drummer boy in the background. If we can. We can. Yeah. Hear
2: well, that. I hear it right now, uh, sir.
1: could I uh, can I
2: make a deposit, please?
1: And sure. Do, my... do you have
2: your do you have your deposit slip? Uh yeah, it's somewhere around here. Hold on a second. It's uh it's uh.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Oh God.
0: He's he's being pit- oh 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 no. Oh Josh Josh, I think we're we're in a robbery. Josh, this is a robbery Freeze. now. Josh, <laughs> put, put your hands up. You too, mustache. Put them up. Yeah. Oh, up. Put them so, up. So Josh, here's the deal. You're you're all on here. Your coworker just went to the bathroom. You're getting robbed. Josh, I've been watching well, this how place do you for a long this?
1: time. Josh. Oh, what? I know what I'm doing. I'm saying, take whatever the hell you want. It's not my money. Think of your family. Think think of you your family. There's cameras everywhere. They're gonna get you. <laughs> Damn. I only got $28 anyway.
0: He's only got $28, really?
1: man.
2: $28? All right. You know what? <laughs> you know it is what it is. You have a very soothing voice, and I think I think that talked to me about talked me out of it. But um <laughs> I'm I'm glad this is over. I'm glad this is over. I appreciate
0: you. I pressed the blue button. Don't worry.
1: Oh, shit. The button
0: under the... we did it we got him we got him josh you did it congratulations we 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 stopped a bank robbery together today it's job. all you man the cop got him he's taking him out it's all over. that was a great simulation all right yeah that was a simulation guys
1: yeah thankfully that never happened
0: um... yeah well now we know what it would be like if it did that's exactly oh. what it would be like do you ever think about
2: what you would do in that situation? Like, is that is that what you would do what you just did? Like,
1: like I mean, I know what I would do. I'd be like, "What well, do you want? To take it. Here. I don't care. Take the <laughs> computer. I got some tissues over here, pens, pad notepads, lollipops." Old boss is touch, pissed. Whatever. He's like, "You're supposed Money to be a company man." <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth
0: it. It's yeah. not worth it at the other day. <laughs> Have it all. Yeah, manager's yeah. freaking out. He's like, "Listen <laughs> to this guy." Yeah. Well, it's I a good you thing enjoy. you're well, not a bank so teller you. anymore. You're a race car driver now. Big different stories. I don't think anyone's yeah. coming to rob you in a race. That would be that would be an amazing situation. Somebody try to rob a race car in the middle of a race. Yeah, no one ever yeah. thinks about that.
1: Gotta get them in the pit stop, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to <laughs> you, think we're about. We're gonna that.
0: get you, Dale. You, you need to put that mask back on in the middle of a race at a pit stop and just be staying there, just holding the pit pit trying to hold pit crew hostage. Uh,
2: I didn't the do the best step. job cutting it up, but yeah. <laughs> thanks Robbie. for being a good sport there. That has been a bank. A uh, bank teller that's, simulation with Josh. I Bayer. wasn't
1: really sure how exactly you're going to do a bank simulation, but I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: that that's, then that's that like means that our simulations work. So we need to start patenting these and sell them to all banks and companies.
1: Like pure that's what training we're do. right there. Unexpected training. Disaster. Love it.
2: Yes, that is training. Yeah. We, we try to teach <laughs> the community, Josh, you know, that's what we do. We do betting, driving simulations, and and maybe some bank teller simulations too. But well, yeah. Now it is time. I think it's time. It's time for some football bets, baby. It's yeah. You, – you're you're the intro guy. I just wanted to shift us into this because we're running out of time.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I was ready. I was ready to transition. You know me. I'm always cooking up a good one. So, welcome back to Wheelman Wagers. Where we have Josh Berry. Today, Josh is going to pick three NFL playoff games for us. No one has went 3-0 and yet. Our last candidate, Anthony Alfredo, had the opportunity to go 3-0 and if he wouldn't have bet on the Jets when I told him to bet on the Dolphins. So that was a sad day <laughs> for him. Uh, but now could be a good day for Josh Berry. Josh, you have the potential to go 3-0 and and lead uh, more than it'll be now eight drivers on the Wheelman Wager board. Um, do you think you have what it takes to go 3-0, and Josh?
1: Yeah, I think I can give it a good I, – I watch my fair share of football. I feel like, um, you know, wild card, super super wild card weekend coming up. You know, I've been following pretty close. I, I feel decent about my odds for sure. I love it. Love right, well, it, right, let's
0: get wild. Dale, you want to kick us off with, uh, with some games and some lines?
2: Yeah, let's start with a matchup that I picked as – I think it's an intriguing matchup. These two teams played against each other earlier this season, played a great game. Uh, the Giants at the Vikings – spread is three in favor of the Minnesota Vikings the NFC North Champions over under at 48 and a half points Vikings are minus 155 money line the Giants are plus 135 money
1: line Josh kick us off man this is uh this is a tough one I feel like um I kind of want to take the Giants but Minnesota being at home feel like you know they've had a pretty pretty rough, Maybe not last week, but uh, you know, a rough couple weeks before that, especially in Lambo. So, I think they rebound at home. I think I think they they cover the three points and the Vikings win. All right, Vikings minus three, lock it in.
0: Boom. All right, let's go to the next game: Chargers and Jags. Uh, the money line: the Jags are plus one hundred underdogs. Chargers minus one twenty. The spread is set at one, and the over under is forty seven and a half. Which way are we leaning between these two electric colored teams? Oh, and as a Titans fan, are you a little little chapped mm. by this one?
1: I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little, little chapped over this one for sure. Um, mm. Man, I feel like I feel like this is this is a tough one as well. Um, Chargers look, you know, Chargers have been pretty good. Maybe a few injuries, um, but the Jaguars are are riding a pretty pretty strong. Wave of momentum. I feel like Trevor Lawrence has been playing really good. So again, Jacksonville at home. I'm going to take them. Jags Straight money up. line
0: plus 100. The dogs. We're taking the underdogs.
1: Yeah, I'm taking. I'm going Jacksonville. Let's okay. do it. We love, love a good dog
0: plus bets All right, Jags money line. Boom, locked in.
1: All right, and for the
2: final game, uh Mr. Josh Berry. Cowboys at the Buccaneers. So this line has had some crazy movement, actually, from what I remember seeing the other day. Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Tampa, the very, very talented NFC South with the Buccaneers (laughs) losing record, win the division, get a home game. Really messed up, but that's how it goes. Two-and-a-half-point favorites for the Cowboys. Over-unders at 45-and-a-half. Buccaneers are plus 120 money line. Cowboys are minus 140. Money line for the final pick, Josh. Where do we lean there?
1: Yeah, you know, this is see, I'm a I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'll be honest. Um, so th- this one's hard, right? I think um, but Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. And um, I saw that this week. He's never lost to the Cowboys. Um, I feel like this one could go either way, but man, I'm just gonna. Hope that the Buccaneers can and Tom can pull it out a little bit. I think it's going to be really close, but I think the Buccaneers Buccaneers squeak away from this one and they and they win. That's another dog chase. We got two dogs in this. Two dogs.
0: Fight. I love it. It look the, it's a dog day. All right, day of the dog. The the Georgia Bulldogs. They just won a national championship. Dogs. So it's dogs weekend going forward. I'm I'm very uh, fond of that. You know. I also saw that Tom has never had a losing record until this year but he did but i think that that's the trick right anytime the media comes after tom like that he's gonna be like hey i'm immortal and then he's gonna just like you know pretty much just destroy you in your whole life um kind of like he did the nfc south with me and my saints and him and his panthers
1: yeah to mike evans yeah, over yeah. and over again. Oh, that's, what, that's what he needs yeah. this weekend, about three of those. Yeah, I had an eight-leg
0: yeah. parlay the other day, and I had Fournette instead of Mike Evans, and it was the only thing that didn't hit, and I was going to win a lot of money. And it made me really sad because he scored, like, two touchdowns in that one game.
2: Oh, I think he had three. I think he had, like, nine for two. It was Thanks a disgusting in, game. Yeah, sorry. But, hey, Josh.
1: Really, yeah, I, real... I actually went to the uh, the game, the, their prior game in, in Charlotte this year when they played. My wife oh, yeah. got me. My wife got tickets for my birthday and uh, it was pretty much like the worst football game I've ever. Played. Yeah. It wasn't like seven to, it was like <laughs> 10 to nothing. We won. Time. We won that game. Yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Were they, you a
0: pirate? Yeah. Were you dressed up like a pirate or a Panther?
1: No, I was laying, I was laying low. I-, I did have my Brady jersey on. I was laying low. It's actually funny though. Cause I was sitting in like the nosebleeds, right. In uh one of the end zones and I'm sitting there um, you know, we're watching the game, get up and get down, and finally, um, so this was what this was after Homestead. So I, this was like a week after Vegas, and I always, you know, I was talking talking crap to my wife. I'm like, they I hopefully I don't get noticed out here, right? Like messing with her, and uh, she's like, Shut the hell up, you know, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and um, so I'm sitting there, we're in the you know, upper deck, Panthers doing just beating the hell out of the Buccaneers. I got my Buccaneers jersey on and my beer sitting there taking this a tough in. time
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: uh, the guy looks at next to me looks at me and he's like so you're gonna win phoenix and i'm yeah. like <laughs> at least he was nonchalant about it <laughs> yeah it took him to, like the third quarter he probably he had, waited he waited probably 30, two me, hours yeah you know, pull it i probably went to the bathroom he probably pulled up the instagram or something trying to make sure that make sure it was you but, yeah <laughs> but yeah it was funny that is Dude, hilarious that's... That is, look, that's a nor. I feel like that is a super normal thing.
0: Like there is a very few list of people that I would probably do that same thing too. In like life, like as far as culture goes in general, like Jim Carrey is one of them. But like, yeah, the the waiting till the third quarter. That's uh, that's the beauty of it, right? Like he was thinking, yeah. he was plotting on it. He, he was held out. About, How am I gonna do this?
2: <laughs> hey. Real quick, Josh, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Breaking news, actually. Aside from I do want to get your thoughts on the purchase of the car store. That yep. hits home for you, of course. But the breaking breaking news, back to back days, actually. Uh Dale Jr. will be racing the Bristol night race for his annual race. Uh, thoughts on both of those big breaking stories?
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, obviously Dale Dale loves the short track race and these both kind of tie together and I know. That, um, you know, the partnership with Unilever, you know, they like having their race in kind of the southeast region, so uh, Bristol makes sense. It kind of surprised me though, you know, I really I know that Dale's going to run twice, um, next year, but I just didn't really ex- plan, I didn't really see him wanting to go to Bristol, but uh, you know, obviously, Bristol's a great short track, so I know that that'll be fun, and um, you know, the night race at Bristol, man, nothing beats it for sure, so. I, know I wanted be cool to, to
0: add to that? Parker Klegerman said he's going to win that race. How do you feel about that? He did. He said he was.
1: It, he already called his shot this early. Yeah. Well, he, he said, "Okay, it. so he said it could be trucks or Xfinity.
2: He said either yeah. or, he's going to win one he's of. them. He's going to win
0: at Bristol. He could win
2: both. Yeah.
0: So, it, so
1: technically, he did say he was going to win the Xfinity race. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about I, it? Yeah. Um, you know, Bristol's not been a great place for me. So if you know, maybe if I was going to call my shot, I wouldn't, wouldn't exactly. I don't know if I'd take Bristol. I I like Bristol. I love Bristol. It's definitely fun, but it hasn't been the great racetrack for me. So I guess, uh, I'll let him have that one, but man, that's probably battling for a lead now and potentially
0: win for saying it that humbly. So, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, that's, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like in my career, whenever, like the more confident I got, like every time you get like super confident like that, you're like, I'm going to win this race. Like you just get Punched right in the mouth. And so you're just better off to, to me. Yeah. Like I always just kind of play it off. I'm like, like a sneaky guy, right? Like I don't want, I don't want them to know I'm coming. I don't know. We we'll love, love that morale.
0: Yeah. We'll find a way to keep the morale up throughout the race. I got, I got a lot of, I'm a NASCAR wizard. So I know a lot of spells for your brain you can use to yeah. stay on track out there.
1: So. Yeah. Um, but now on the car store deal, man, that was super cool. Like I said, that, man, that's been going on for a little while. Um, you know, it's, I think it really proves, you know, really just shows kind of the rejuvenation and the importance that you know the short track racing has had. Carstar's obviously been super, super successful, and and what they've built and the brand that they have built. You know, I think Dale and and Kevin Jeff, you know, Justin Marks. I think that that really what that's all about is just trying to, you know, build it, build it, but just keep it going strong, right? Like just try to help that evolve um hopefully i know that you know some of their plans are you know they will i mean one plan is they're, they're not trying to change a lot of you know they're not coming in they're not going to be making all these uh drastic changes to what what that series is um you know really they just want to you know bring in hopefully bring in some more sponsorship you know bring in um some you know or and renegotiate or however you know getting this race broadcast whether that's on tv or the internet or whatever to kind of help grow that and i think it's exciting it's a cool deal to have those those names a part of it you know i think it'll be uh you know real positive for for all short track racing and keeping keeping eyes on that that level for sure
2: that's a hell of an owner's group too like what a combo of guys to to buy and elevate that
0: series i love it couldn't be any better it's a it's a racing renaissance man that's what we say we're we're here for it all all decade long it's 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 on the uphill all racing if it's got wheels and it goes fast we're about it that's did how y'all it
1: where, did y'all go to the wilkesboro race
0: no, but no. I am so excited for the all-star race. I will be, yeah. I, we wanted to be there. We just look, we live in like South Mississippi and new Orleans. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's no, I got yeah, so, so I mean. Like, if you know, a guy that's got a plane
1: that wants to fly <laughs> us up next time, holler at your boy. But yeah, but, yeah that, was, uh, man, that was a fan. Unbelie- that was a unbelievable, that was unbelievable experience. I hope that, you know, I hope that these races there next year, if they're anywhere close to exciting and just, just, I mean, the whole everything apart about that weekend was so spectacular. I hope that those races can come get close to that. It'll be really awesome.
2: It looked so awesome. On a- every social media thing I saw, uh, keeping up with updates of the race, uh, just the aesthetic behind it, man, it just brings back what what Chase likes to say, like the Winston Cup kind of style. And, and, and just big in general for short track racing that uh, that series was the first to be out there. And of course, like the number three sun drop car. I mean, come on, man. Like, so sexy.
1: unbelievable. It's yeah. a great car. It was, it was you know, just a crazy, crazy experience. Like I said, it, it was amazing for sure.
0: Well, I'm hoping to be there. I hope they continue there. I, th- I think the revival should be a thing that they do like every year. Like, I, I just feel like that should stick. So, and I hope it does. I'm not really sure if it will, but I had a good buddy of mine that lives up in that area that got to attend it. And he, uh the, you know about the the guy Louie? He calls him North Wilkesboro Louie. It's this this man that like wears a Budweiser tie and he has uh he's shirtless. He's an old man, white hair, and he just will scream randomly. Yeah. Like they call him North Wilkesboro Louie, I think is his name. I'll have to send you a link to it. It's, yeah. it's exciting. So I hope to meet him when we go for the all-star race, but I do hope to be there for more races not just the NASCAR cup series and stuff. So yeah. I just, I love that whole aesthetic. Like he was saying, it's just great. So we are definitely going to be more a part of it. And as you continue to be a part of other races inside and outside of NASCAR, uh, we, we can't wait to stay posted on that either. You're, you're kind of like one of our, you've definitely like come in the, the circle now as like one of, one of the guys we love to, you know, bet on, you don't, you don't talk about that. We talk about that, yeah. but yeah, you're like, you're one of our guys, dude. Like, so it's like, I'm I'm big on the Josh Berry train. I was pissed off when Dr. Pepper didn't send you the Berry flavored, you know, Dr because <laughs> your last name was Berry. So like, hey, look, know, I got, I, I'm here for you, man. This I don't, I don't is fight for you.
2: This right here, wall of Dale. This is uh, how I characterize everybody based upon betting performance. And you were on the good side, like all year long. Cause I had, <laughs> I picked you at Dover too. I forgot to say that earlier, but.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
2: You are on the good side of it. I, I, we couldn't, we couldn't be more happy to to watch you win races in 2022 wow. and
0: 2023 as well, man. It's gonna be fun. You're just, you're just always smiling on the wall of Dale up there, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, right I got your picture somewhere, pal, BJ. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy there. But no, man, it's gonna be a great year. I can't wait to see uh, what transpires for you, and we'll definitely be seeing you out there on the track, and hopefully get to kind of kick it and have a good time and uh and shoot the shit here and there, but. Other than that, dude, thanks so much again for being on the show. We hope you enjoyed it. We're ready to see if you can go three and zero this weekend, so we'll have that out for everybody. And uh, and again, thank you guys for just listening and watching. Uh, where can everybody follow you
1: at, Josh? Um, Instagram and Twitter are really what I use use most. I think they're both at Josh Berry, so uh, that's that's what I use the most. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was a great time, and uh, thankfully we didn't. Thankfully, don't yeah, the banking simulation, thankfully that never happened. It was just a simulation. <laughs>
0: That's right. He got arrested. Yeah. We he learned yeah, he his lesson. Arrested.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully yeah, everybody listening and watching and learn their lessons too. So yeah. You we know what to do now in that,
1: in that situation. Yeah. I think that'd be a good Appreciate note to you you Josh. On. Yeah. Yeah,
0: dude. Thanks so much again. Well, you guys have a great week. We'll see you soon.
1: Thank you, guys. <laughs>